Wish everyone a <coughs> good morning on this uh, another beautiful summer's day. So, uh, a uh, couple of days ago, I received a uh, a very uh, very beautiful note from uh, somebody who's been a uh, uh, a um, student, a supporter of the of Amaravati for about eight years. Arrived in this country eight years ago, and it was very touching. This quality of um, Basically, this person wrote to express their gratitude for everything that they'd uh, received uh, from being around the teachings, being around the uh, the community here and at, uh, at Chithurst Monastery. And there's this very lovely quality uh, of gratitude for how the values of the monastery um, had influenced them, first of all, to stop drinking alcohol <laughs> and to take up meditation. And then his uh, first experience of coming on a weekend meditation retreat is a university lecturer and the sort of horror of realizing what was going on in his mind uh, sitting down to meditate for a, for a weekend and just seeing how uh, extraordinarily busy distracted his mind was and then saying how over the last eight years um, seeing how the meditation has uh, really helped him and uh, helped him in his working life and the family life and how the whole family has uh, has benefited so uh, gratitude is something that uh, uh, is uh, useful to reflect upon and something, a theme that the uh, Lumpur Sumedha would often uh, say, talk about. And uh, you know, our, our human minds very easily go in the opposite direction towards uh, grumbling and complaining and how you know, this person isn't quite good enough or this place isn't good enough or the system is, is really disappointing or it's, you know, this should be better. And uh, you know, speaking from experience, uh, it's very easy to come up with a good list of justifications for why you know, things are wrong, or, or why your you know, your kind of your needs or your um, your rights are not being uh, met. You're, you know, what you feel you're entitled to. Like, well, I give so much to this place. I should get this, 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 and this. <laughs> uh, but if you you notice uh, that the the heart of of complaining. Um, and uh, the feelings of entitlement, and <clears throat> they don't lead to much peace. They don't lead to, to a sense of freedom and, uh, and, uh, and happiness. Uh, many years ago when I was living in the States, there was a, one of the Anagarikas, who is now quite a senior monk, but <laughs> he was an Anagarika at the time, and he used to do a lot of the monastery driving. And it's a, a Baigiri monastery is about 120 miles north of San Francisco and Berkeley, so we'd tend to spend a lot of time on the road. So I spent many, many hours with this particular Anagarika as he was driving. And he was a world-class complainer. He was really, really good at grumbling. And uh, <laughs> he was aware of it. And um, so uh, we were, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, we were about a, a hundred miles out of, of Abayagiri and just heading towards San Francisco. And so he'd been uh, continuing with his commentary for a, a, you know, an hour or two. And, I, um, and I, something in me just kind of uh, clicked or said, yeah, I think this is enough. And I just turned to him, I said, you know, nobody has ever complained their way to Nibbana. You know, that, that uh, even though you've got so good reasons to, to grumble and uh, there's all kinds of things wrong with the world, you know, the, the, the more the mind is put into that, uh, that mode, then the more you, you uh, create uh, agitation, disturbance, you, you know, it doesn't lead towards peacefulness. And, and, and he was very quick-witted as well. He said, so that's not one of the 40 methods of, of meditation? 
I think that should be added to the list. You know, the uh, the uh, complaining nusati, yeah. that the uh, the art of grumbling. Yeah. But uh, you, know, you can't just sort of snap your fingers and and be uh, become grateful. Uh, but it's certainly a helpful direction. I mean, when you when we see our minds uh, criticizing, complaining, and um, so sort of finding fault uh, with with other people, with the world, with the with the weather. You know, it's too hot. <laughs> too. <laughs> Why can't this be like normal England? You know, grey and cool. It's too. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sweating here. Yeah. So to see the the mind that that likes to complain, that likes to grumble, that feels resentful for things not being perfectly according to my my preference, to to listen to that and to ask yourself. That, that question, you know, is this going to lead towards peacefulness? Is this a Nibbana Pacheyohoto? Is this a, a cause for peacefulness? Is this a cause for liberation? Or is this a cause for creating more tension, more agitation, more, more alienation? So that, uh, uh, as Lumpo Sumedha would often point out, that quality of, of gratefulness, of gratitude, this is uh, one of the most uh, beautiful uh, aspects of of, uh, of the mind, and that the heart that is grateful, the heart that is uh, so appreciative of um, the situation that, that one is in and the, the people around, then it's a, uh, a heart that is uh, uh, conducing, is leaning, inclining towards peacefulness, that's inclining towards freedom, and that uh, <coughs> the, uh, say, bringing mindfulness, bringing attention to those. Uh, Complaining attitudes, as I said, you can't just switch them off, but at least we can hear them. And if we ask that question, you know, is this leading towards peacefulness? If I believe in these uh, resentments and, and grumblings and complainings, what, what does that do to my heart? What does that lead to? And if we, we switch it around and just raise that question, well, what is there to be grateful for here? What is, uh, say, what is in this situation that uh, I, uh, I can feel glad about, appreciative of? If we just make that gesture of turning the attention and asking and, and looking, then it's, uh, it's quite uh, amazing uh, how, in the other direction, uh, away from all the things that are wrong, we can see, oh, actually, this is, you know, I have a roof over my head. Uh, people come and offer me food every day. I don't have to pay for anything. Um, you know, the, uh, the personalities of the people around me might not be pleasing all of the time, but uh, nobody is stealing anything from me. Yeah, nobody is attacking me. Yeah, no one is um, making comments about my hair or my clothes, you know, or uh, my education or lack of education, and that uh, the kind of sanctuary, uh, the quality of of um, safety and sanctuary, uh, is something that we can uh, we can consciously appreciate. You know, living in a monastery uh, like this, we have the standard of the eight precepts for everyone to be living by. And that's what creates uh, the most helpful, supportive environment. And we can forget that because you know, the mind is grumbling about you know, that person or you know, the, the, work, you know, the work monk or the guest nun or the, you know, the, the kitchen people. And, uh, if only they were different, I would be happy. But if we just catch the mind saying that and, and we sort of spell that out, if you were different, I would be happy. And we realize, well, yes, but no. <laughs> We'd find something else. We'd probably find something else to grumble about, and uh, uh, and instead, if we if we uh, take a step back and look at the bigger picture, 
then the, the number of things, the qualities to be appreciative of and to be grateful for is, is, is huge. The fact that we can live amongst like-minded people, people who wish to train their hearts and minds towards uh, wisdom, towards peacefulness, towards uh, honesty and nonviolence. That's amazing. You know, if you cast your eye around the world and see the kind of uh, violence and dishonesty and selfishness that, that happens so easily in, the, in human society, to be in a, a group of people, you know, 50, 60 people, 70 people gathered here, you know, who, are, who are not lying to each other, who are not stealing from each other, or, or, or kind of trying to get something from each other. That's amazing you know, that uh, people are committed to, to nonviolence, uh, to not even killing any of the, the insects that uh, uh, <coughs> are around in the summertime. That's amazing. Uh, I remember uh, many years ago uh, when we were uh, having a retreat time at the, at Chithurst, Lumpur Sumato saying, you know, it, uh, here we are together, we've been together for a week, no one has killed anyone. That's amazing. No one, none of the, the monks have murdered any of the Anagarikas. This is fantastic. You know, you might not think of that as a, bit, a big plus, <laughs> but in many societies around the world, they can't say that because people have been killing each other. People have been uh, abusing each other, taking advantage of each other, you know, mistreating each other. And to have a, a society, a, a living situation, where people are, are encouraged to live respectfully, harmlessly, you know, honestly uh, with each other, it's an amazing thing. And uh, so even if the, you've got a very profound inner critic that grumbles and says, ah, oh, rubbish, you're just being kind of sentimental, you know, Ajahn Amaro's kind of terminally optimistic, and kind of over-positive, <laughs> You know, real life is very different. You, we can listen to that inner uh, grumbling, that inner critic, and say, well, yes, thank you for sharing your thoughts. <laughs> but to, to consider the, this, the living situation and also to be grateful that we have Amravati, we have this living situation, we have this standard of conduct because of the hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who've gone before us in, uh, since the time of the Buddha sustaining this standard of conduct, sustaining these values and these teachings. So we are the, uh, like the in inheritors of the effort and energy and good-heartedness of, of countless millions of, of people from, uh, from the Buddha's time down to the present. That these, This uh, monastic environment still exists. We're still able to be part of it within the 21st century here in England. And that our, our way of life, our livelihood, our very bodies are sustained by the, the gifts of others. That's amazing. It's incredible. And even if your inner critic says, ah, bah, humbug, don't be so sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> this is all about suffering. Yeah. Then, yeah, we can listen to that voice. But just to, uh, if you take a moment to, to consider what uh, uh, the, the field of goodness, the punya keta, the field of blessings, that sustains this place, and that the the good heartedness that uh, is, uh, say, the cause of everyone gathering, and the continued efforts of everyone here, that's a wonderful thing. That's something to be celebrated. So, along with your inner curmudgeon, the inner grump <laughs> that wants to sort of complain and criticize, just to take a moment to listen to that vo uh, that voice of appreciation and gratitude, and when we do raise that perspective. To, to listen to what's the effect of that in the heart when we, we cultivate that quality of gratefulness. What's the, the felt sense of that? And for me, it's that there's a sense of, 
of spaciousness, of, of uh, light, of uh, a, sp a sense of peace and freedom that comes with that. So the grateful heart is a heart that is free and awake and, uh, <coughs> and light. It is a, a, a heart that is uh, very open. And uh, just to take a moment to notice that, and then that's that seeing the, the beautiful result of that, the, the beautiful quality of that, let that guide you and uh, encourage the mind towards a, like an ongoing attitude of, of gratefulness in that way. So for these sorts for reflection this morning.